0: Just after 9 o'clock, good morning. This is Bernie Radio 103.9 FM, and coming
1: up at 9.30 is the Sunny Melindra Show, but the inspirational hour begins now with God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. The following is sponsored by
0: GodandOurDogs.com, and this is Bernie Radio.
1: Hi, I'm Ashley Pfeiffer, and since 1916, Kendall County Abstract's goal is to be the premier title company in Kendall County. Kendall County Abstract provides real estate closing services and title insurance to both individuals and businesses. All work and research are done in-house. So when you have questions and want high-quality service, Kendall County Abstract is ready to help. Call 830-816-2131 or find us at kcac.net. Discover a new perspective, God and our dogs.
2: Welcome to God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. Join us online at
1: GodandOurDogs.com. Subscribe, share, and stay. Now here's your host, Meg Greer.
0: Welcome to God and Our Dogs. This is Meg Greer, your host. Our vision on God and Our Dogs is to rely on God the way our dogs rely on us. How does it happen? The same way our other relationships grow. Spending time together, learning about one another, developing trust, and experiencing transformation. Stories shared on God and Our Dogs bring aha moments. Aha moments transform us as we see ourselves from God's perspective. Trusting and relying on God renews, creates, and elevates our lives. You can find us at GodAndOurDogs.com. Click follow on God and Our Dogs page on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Thanks to the folks at Wheeler's Western Outfitters for a great spot to record our show. Our guest today is Lynn Heckler, Executive Director of Christian Job Corps of Kendall County. She is giving, caring, loving, concerned, and a visionary leader. Best of all, her dog would introduce her as faithful and loving, my pack. Welcome, Lynn. We're so excited to have you with us today. Thank you, Meg. It's great to be with you, too. Yeah. Well, I can't wait for everybody to learn about your dogs, and I'd love for you to start out by telling us about your childhood dog.
2: Well, I loved the dog that I grew up with. Her name was Dubby, and she actually came from Oklahoma and Uh was shipped to us by train as a puppy. And we received her in Springfield, Massachusetts. So that dog had a long
0: haul. A long trip.
2: A long trip. And she actually, she was pedigree, but through childhood circumstances, we ended up naming her Dubby. It was easier for us girls to say. And at the same time we got her, we also got a cat. And they became famous friends. Oh my goodness. Well, uh, tell us real quick, what kind of dog was Debbie? So Debbie was a black standard dachshund. Oh, wow. A very bernie dog. Uh
0: Uh-huh, definitely.
2: But not a a miniature, Uh not a toy. She was standard. So she was... To me, she was quite big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. How old were you? So I was about four and a half when we first got Debbie. Oh
0: yeah, you were and,
2: little. And she, my my parents bred her, and she had one litter of pups. And I remember the morning that I woke up to these squealing little puppies. And um, that's that's all Debbie had was <laughs> one litter because I think that's all mom and dad could handle. Yeah. But uh, she, you know, she did great. She was a very gentle very gentle dog. She was not a barker. Uh-huh. She was not snappy. She she loved everybody that came to the door.
0: Oh, isn't that cool? Yeah. And so um, how long did you have her?
2: I think Dubby passed when I was about 18 years old.
0: Oh, wow. She had a very long life. Then. She did. Uh-huh. She did. Yeah. And how did she fit into your family?
2: So she... Was a total part of our family. In fact, when we used to go to Maine camping on the seashore during the summer months, she would come with us. And this was back in the 50s, and um, we didn't have any car air conditioning.
0: Uh-huh. And, uh huh.
2: And she used to sit up on the back shelf behind the back seat of the car, and that was her vantage point. She could see over my dad, and she could see out the front window. She could see out the back window. Debbie had her little niche uh-huh. in our in our family. And uh-huh. she loved going camping with us because we were on the seashore. And so she'd get her nose in all kinds of varmints that came out of the sea. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Special smells that she yes. didn't smell usually in Springfield.
2: That's right. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah that's uh, fun. She was a great sniffer. Did, she, did you train her to do anything?
2: Actually, she was... Not trained at all. But the cat, I think, was a little bit more trained because the cat defended the dog.
0: Oh, really? That's interesting.
2: We had a collie come into our yard one day and started to growl at Dubby, And the cat leaped on the back of the collie. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and started biting the collie's ear uh-huh. and the collie took off oh so goodness. um yeah we were we had a, a great childhood growing up with those two animals mm-hmm.
0: yeah mm-hmm.
2: yeah lots of fun great popcorn eaters uh-huh they were both popcorn eaters yeah
0: quite personalities it sounds like yes. too for both of them yes yeah so um you went for a while without a dog didn't you
2: right so yeah. in my early adult years i only had a cat mm-hmm. um And it wasn't until Dan and I got married that we
0: got another dog. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you guys got married a little bit later in life. So it wouldn't have been like in your early 20s and you were just without a dog for a little while. Why did you decide you wanted to have a dog in your family?
2: I think at the time we had just recently gotten married. It was a a month or two months into our, our relationship and Dan had retired to marry me. And so... Every morning I was out of the house by 5.30 and I would get home about five at night and finally Jan said to me, honey, do you mind if I get a dog? And I looked at him and I paused and I knew he needed something to keep him company during the daytime mm-hmm. because he became the house spouse. And I looked at him and I said, sure, we can get a dog as long as it's a female and as long as it's a mutt. And he said, why a female? And I says, because you can't walk a male dog. You take two steps and they pee.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Got to cover the next, the other dog. So
2: (laughs) I said, when we go walking, I want to walk. Uh We need a female dog. And the reason I wanted a mutt is because I didn't want a high-strung pedigree. And actually, the pedigree I, I grew up with, the standard dachshund, she was not high-strung. Mm-hmm. But most of the dachshunds are a little bit more high-strung. Yeah. And so I just, I just remember seeing the ones that I knew of, and I said, you know, let's get a mutt. So we started searching the, the pounds.
0: Was it an easy find? To bring your dog into the family? Not really. Yeah. You know, went to many
2: pounds in the San Antonio area. Uh-huh. We were living in San Antonio at the time.
0: And, and we, I should add, so people will know, that you were in the military. Right. And I'm so retired he, Air Force. And mm-hmm. so he retired so that you all could get married and and follow you around. Then. Right. Okay. Right. So you were in, stationed in San Antonio.
2: So we were in San Antonio and visited several pounds and just did not find a dog that we clicked with.
0: And one day,
2: Dan got up and said, hey, there's a pound in shirts. Let's go over to shirts and see what we can find. And I said, that's great. And so short story is the gal showing us dogs brought this one dog out and she was about four month old pup, had a tail like a chow, had a spunky disposition. Her head was upright. She was not moping. She was not scared. And I looked at Dan. She was a redhead. I looked at Dan and I says, I think that's our dog.
0: Yeah. How could you tell?
2: I asked the, the lady to let me in so that I could if she'd bond with me. And immediately she came over and she started licking my hand and she wanted me to pet her. And I looked at my husband, I said, it's our dog. (laughs) So yeah, it was, it was an immediate connection. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And hopefully she connected okay with Dan too. Oh yeah, Yeah.
2: absolutely. She was, she belonged to both of us. You know how many dogs are either a male, uh, they bond with men where they bond with women. Mm -hmm. Our dog bonded with the entire family.
0: Oh, that's awesome.
2: And later, about six years into our marriage, my mom came to live with us full-time. And my dog, Ginger, was totally enwrapped with my mother. And mom used to take her out every day walking. Oh, wow. She just loved her. Mm -hmm. She -hmm. felt very safe with Ginger. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, so you bring a four-month-old puppy home with you. And how did you start training her? So, I didn't. Okay.
2: <laughs> I'm not the trainer of dogs, but I, I was consistent when my husband told me what I had to do. So, Dan was very good at training and he would use hand commands as well as voice commands oh, wow. and give her a treat. And within a week, she was going out front, out the front yard, and picking up the morning paper and bringing it back in mm-hmm. with her little tail wagging. And um, I didn't mention she's part chow and part. German Shepherd and she just had that kind of upright posture and that tail curled in the air and she'd just trot that newspaper right back into his hand and of course he'd give her a treat so that happened for a couple of weeks and then the treats you know went eh, every other day every third day and then mm-hmm. no treats she just did it
1: uh-huh, she uh-huh. did it
2: for the attention she did it for the patting. you know she did it because she liked doing it for him yeah making him happy uh Dan taught her how to stay out of the kitchen when we were having dinner. So whenever we were having a meal together, a sit down meal, Dan would tell her out and she'd go and lay on the rug and she'd put her head on her hands her paws and she'd just look at us and she stayed there until he gave her the command that it was all right to get up.
0: Oh my goodness. So she really loved to please you. She did. Yeah, Yeah. that's neat. Well, Lynn, before we learn a little bit more about your life with Ginger, Um, Because I think there were more adventures with Ginger. (laughs) Um, I want to take a little break and tell you and our listeners about our sponsor today, which is Kendall County Abstract. Kendall County Abstract has been our family's title company for 60 years. Whether a simple or complex transaction, Kendall County Abstract provided our family and our businesses the best service in both real estate closing and title insurance. Kendall County Abstract will do the same for you. When you need a title company, Ashley and the Kendall County Abstract team are there to serve. Call 830-816-2131 or visit online at kcac.net. God and Our Dogs has great sponsors. Kendall County Abstract, Wheeler's Western Outfitters, Cibolo Family Medicine, the Rivers Team with Phyllis Browning, and Cibolo Creek Vet Hospital. Because of them, we get to give one of our lucky listeners a treat each month. This month, it is a $100 Amazon gift card. Go to our website, gotinourdogs.com, to enter. The winner will be announced there at the end of each month. That's God Our Dogs for an Amazon gift card treat. Discover a new perspective, God and our dogs. This is Jay Pennington, and you're listening to God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. We are back on God and Our Dogs. This is Meg Greer, your host. Joining us today is Lynn Heckler, the Executive Director of Christian Job Corps of Kendall County. Before the break, we learned about Lynn's childhood dog, Dabit. And also, so her wonderful dog, Ginger, who joined her uh, and her husband right after they got married. So, Lynn, um, you as a military family ended up transferring and going to Germany. What happened in Germany?
2: Well, in order to go to Germany and bring our animals with us, they had to be crated and fly in the airplane. And... um, They both did quite well. In fact, they were kenneled together. Oh, wow. The dog and the cat were kenneled together. And I think that probably made it more palatable for them. Mm -hmm. Um, But during our time there, we took our dog with us every place. Whenever we went on a trip, she went by riverboat. She went uh, folks marching with us. Of course, she went by car. She went by train. And again, to fly back over the Atlantic Ocean. She went by plane. So Ginger's had an experience of traveling on all modes of transportation with us. And she's been quite good. In fact, the Germans loved her because she was very well behaved. She actually was very engaging. So they didn't feel fearful about her. And um, we were accepted in all the local restaurants with our dog. Dogs are a big deal over there. Mm-hmm. So we walk in a restaurant and are showed to a table, and before we are given a menu, the waitress or waiter comes over and gives the dog a biscuit and a bowl of water. And the dogs are treated first. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> the same thing in France, actually. Oh, really? So, you know, she went on many trips by car with us, and I can remember being in Strasbourg, France, and uh, the French waiter, waitress coming over and treating her to a lovely handmade biscuit. And they, you know, they treat their animals well. I think they treat their animals better than they treat their children. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that happens kind of someplace everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. So you had a little bit of an unusual living situation at the beginning. You bought a new house, right? So... Actually,
2: when we first moved to San Antonio, we were renting.
0: Well, I mean in Germany. Oh, in Germany. When you first oh, moved to yes. Germany.
2: Yes. Our, our experience in Germany with, with the dog was that we bought or we rented a brand new house. Oh, okay. We rented a brand new house. It was a two-story, and it had no finished backyard. And in Germany, it's very common for the property owner to build their own home. And so the next-door neighbor began building his home on the vacant lot next Mm -hmm. to us. And there was a fence put up between the two lots. But we still had no place to toilet Ginger. We could take her for a walk, and and that was fine. But if she needed to go out in a hurry, there was no place for her to go. So um, through a series of circumstances and a lot of broken English and broken German, my husband and the next door neighbor agreed that we could toilet the dog in their um, unfinished lot. And my husband ended up building a ramp that went along the fencing, went over the fencing, and went down into the neighbor's yard. And it took him two tries to get Ginger to learn how to go up that ramp. So it was really agility training. She was very quick at it. She's a very smart dog. And... For about four months, that's the way she went to the bathroom. She would go up that ramp, go across, do her thing, and come right back. And, I mean, she was back within two or three minutes. Amazing.
0: Isn't that something? I don't know how I'd feel walking up a ramp over a fence and then down it. I mean, that would (laughs) be a little shaky. She must have really trusted
2: Dan. Yeah, yeah, she she was a very trusting dog. And uh, so the landlord seeded the backyard for us. And eventually the grass grew, and eventually Dan took down the ramp. And Ginger didn't know what to do. <laughs> I'm
0: sure, I'm sure she was used to that, that Just, adventure. She huh? was a little
2: confused there for a
0: couple of days, yeah. but
2: um, got right back onto it.
0: Well, Lynn, before we met today to record, we were talking a little bit, and you told me that one of your favorite scriptures is James uh, 1, verses 2 through 4, which is really about the joy of persevering. And that you can become more mature if you persevere through things. And I can see that in Ginger. I can't imagine. I know one of my dogs would definitely not ride in planes, trains, and automobiles um, all over the world. Um, Ginger was a special dog, wasn't she? She she was. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, she really got to experience more because of that. She did? Yep. Yeah, she was. She
2: was very trusting.
0: Um, she, When she
2: was with her pack, uh-huh. and that was Dan and myself and then mom, she had everything that she needed. And I should say, and our cat, Caesar.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> they were a team, too. Yeah, they were a team, well, too. How can we see God in that? Trusting relationship that develops over time. Um, how can we see God through your experience with Ginger?
2: So God's word says to depend upon him. That That is to trust him. And the more we, quote, practice that, because nothing comes easy to us human beings, the more we practice that trust, the more we see the results of that trust. And our our trust grows deeper and stronger with the Lord. And I think the same thing happened with Ginger being with us. Initially, all she knew was Dan and I, and then... You know the cat came into the the equation and then mom came into the equation and then all of these other people that we met throughout the world that we traveled with the dog were in the equation and she she very seldom got her fur up. Um, you know how dogs will get their fur up along mm-hmm. their spine. yeah there were a couple of times that Ginger protected us. I think in in those circumstances she had grown to trust us so much that she knew that if she warned us, we would be on the alert.
0: Oh, that's interesting.
2: And twice she went through a a window in our house to protect us. Wow. Yeah. So one time it was in the middle of the night. um, She went through the screening and the neighbors found her outside walking around. And uh, the other time, the second time she went through the window when an UPS deliverer came up the sidewalk and, you know, he was all dressed in brown and that was a color that she wasn't familiar with. And she growled and barked and went right through the, the front window. We knew that when she was with us, that she was protecting us mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that we had nothing to fear. We trusted her mm-hmm. in return.
0: It's really important to have communication, isn't it? With your dog, with your friends, with your family, with God. Right. It's,
2: it, it is about relationship. And that's what God wants us to know is that he wants to be in relationship with us just like Ginger wanted to be in a relationship with us. Mm-hmm. And, and in turn, we wanted to be in a relationship with her.
0: Yeah, I, I loved how you said that you weren't sure if she was modeling God or modeling you <laughs> because of all the wonderful qualities that she had. Yeah. Tell me yeah. about why you thought that.
2: As we were conversing about Ginger and what her qualities were, just the um, characteristics of the Holy Spirit, the fruits of the Spirit, mm-hmm. came to my mind. Love joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. That was ginger. Mm-hmm. you know yeah, and so I believe that God blessed us with her and all of those characteristics mm-hmm. that He showed us.
0: yeah, yeah. Um, God blesses us in unexpected ways sometimes. Um, I find it interesting that you found her right after you got married. And in some ways, I think our dogs give us something to focus on other than ourselves, and it really enhances our relationships with other people.
2: I agree. In fact, Dan and I, we got married when we were, we were 40, and we knew that we were not gonna start having children. And so in a way, Ginger and Caesar were, were our kids, but Ginger was what I'd call very mature. I mean, she, she gave out of her character, her personality, and she just gave love unconditionally. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if we cross word with each other, Ginger wasn't offended. She would just, she would not go to one or go to the other. She would be with both of us. Mm -hmm. And she never put one person against the other, Mm -hmm. you know, she didn't take favorites. And so I think that she was more like God than
0: we were. Oh, isn't that interesting? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, with the way that she expressed love for both of you. Well, Lynn, I have to say that I think that that kind of carries over into your work life as well, because of the way, and I shouldn't even say work life, treat it like a job, but you're really a volunteer as the executive director of Christian Job Corps. And the way you express love in this community is amazing. Tell us a little bit about Christian Job Corps. So Christian
2: Job Corps started as a nonprofit in 2005. We incorporated in 2004, opened our doors in 2005, and the purpose is to equip adults for life and vocation. But the way it started was that I was bringing food boxes to women in need. All of them had children. Several of the children were from different dads, and none of the dads were married to the mom. And the Lord just had me crying out for something that would make a change in these women because i could see that they were trying so hard to do it the world's way and not god's way and it was affecting their children mm-hmm. greatly affecting their children and when i would talk with the women they would tell me what they thought i wanted to hear versus what was really on their hearts what was really hurting them mm-hmm. and i could see that i could see right through them to their heart and so i prayed for a number of months and the lord answered my prayer And he brought me to a national organization, and we incorporated and had several other women join us in the community to found the organization. And we've been going now for over 18 years. And at one point, we were teaching men. We were equipping men, and for various reasons, that has fallen by the wayside, although we can always take it out of mothballs when we need to. And right now we are teaching women inmates in the Kendall County Jail. And Mm -hmm. that's something new that the Lord led us to at the end of last year. Mm -hmm. And we started that in January. And we are partnered with the Sheriff's Department and the Probation Office to teach these women that are inmates and also women probationers.
0: Interesting. So how can people find out more about Christian Job Corps of Kendall County?
2: So we have a website. And we have um, the About Us tab on our website. Our website is CJC. That's for Christian Job Corps. Org. Very easy. CJCBurney.org. And you can click on the Programs tab to find out about our programs. And click on the About Us page. And then on that menu, drop-down menu, it, it talks about our board, our finances, Um, We have a donation tab. I was going to ask you if people could donate on the website. We also have a resources tab for people that are interested in learning more about um, how to find a job, how to find a good job. We have several programs going on right now. Besides the inmate program, we have a program that runs during the daytime for women that are seeking to go back into employment or women that are looking for bettering their um, employment opportunities. Mm -hmm. And we run that for two hours, two mornings a week for six weeks.
0: Awesome. So you're doing something this summer I think is pretty interesting. You're having a no fundraiser fundraiser. (laughs) Right, actually
2: Meg, it actually is a fundraiser. However,
0: (laughs) it's it's not an event. event.
2: It's it's not an event. We call it our mid-year event-free fundraiser. Uh It's a $50,000 challenge to eradicate reoffenses for the women inmates. And so what we want to do is to make sure that these women, we help these women so that they don't return to prison or to jail. And in order to do that, we need to equip them with tools that they can practice and use to avoid those circumstances and those triggers that cause them to offend. So Meg, I believe everyone in our greater Kendall County community knows of someone who's addicted to drugs or alcohol. Every day these addictions lead to criminal offenses. But the reason for the most of the addictions lies hidden and they involve generational programming that occurred in a person's childhood. So we're working with the Kendall County Sheriff's Department and Probation Office to serve our community by training these women offenders and probationers. Programs like ours teach life skills and behavior management to help these women practice positive lifestyle changes in order to become healthy adults, to be better parents, and to be productive citizens. We are also working with other community agencies to give these women a hand up when they re-enter society. In order to continue this training, we need your listeners' financial support. Today, you can go online to our website at cjcburnie.org and click on the stop offending tab to make your donation. We accept donations of any amount. You can make a one-time donation or a recurring donation. Please help us create a healthy community by eradicating reoffenses for these women. If you would spend $50 to attend an event, then we're asking you to apply that $50 directly to our programs. Together we can make a huge difference for these women, their children, and for our community. Thank you so much.
0: Well, that sounds like such an awesome effort. And so where do they go again on the website? cjcburneyorg
2: slash stop offending.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much, Lynn, for being with us. I appreciate you sharing with us about Ginger and what you learned about God from her and all about your awesome opportunities within the Bernie community. It was an honor, Megan. Yeah. Thank you. Continue to do this. We will, we will. Yes, yes. Well, before we bring the show to a close, I'd like to leave with a thought to ponder. Yes, that's P-A-W-N-D-E-R. We heard (laughs) about a dog today that learned to walk on an elevated ramp over a fence and down again. No easy task. It wasn't the first task she learned. She built upon her knowledge and trust that she had in her pack. It makes sense. We don't master a skill the first time we try, but we build our knowledge base and skills through experience. I ponder, how can I expand my relationship with God by trying new things with Him by my side? Let me know what you think after pondering. Email stories at godinourdogs.com. This is Meg Greer, and you've been listening to God and Our Dogs. I appreciate all of you, and thank you for joining us. You can listen to the show later on our website or your favorite podcast site. In fact, please subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss a show. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn at God and Our Dogs, and click follow. Subscribing and following helps the show spread the word about relying on God the way our dogs rely on us. Discover a new perspective, God and our dogs, Godandourdogs.com
1: I'm Ashley Pfeiffer, and since 1916, Kendall County Abstract's goal is to be the premier title company in Kendall County. Kendall County Abstract provides real estate closing services and title insurance to both individuals and businesses. All work and research are done in-house, so when you have questions and want high-quality service, Kendall County Abstract is ready to help. Call 830-816-2131 or find us at kcac.net.